Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the seven game NBA main site on Monday. I hope you guys all had a great holiday weekend. If you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live streams for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. If you're unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. I will have a link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. And if you're interested in signing up for premium content, I offer two different packages on patreon.com. More info down below. I would like to thank the sponsor of this video, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a player prop site where you can take over under on fancy points. You can take over under on for basketball, straight up points, rebounds, assists, three pointers made. For football, you can take over under on passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards. Um, you can pick two to five players and win up to 10x your money. Right now, I'm making this video pretty early Sunday night, so the NBA board for tomorrow is not up, but that will be up later tonight, early into tomorrow. And again, you can mix and match sports as well. So if you guys want to try it out, make sure to sign up and use my code DKDFS. It is DKDFS, all one word. You get a 100% match up to $100. So basically, a free $100 to play with on the site. And finally, as always, I want to thank you guys for your continued support on this YouTube channel, for all those that came in and checked out the, the Christmas Day live stream. Hope you guys, again, had a great uh, weekend, and uh, let's hope to start the week off strong here with this seven-game uh, NBA slate. All right, so let's quickly take a look back. Mine up here from last night. So last night, just the night of all the blowouts, right? You had Derek White that played like 15 minutes tonight. Uh, this I was actually extremely tilted about this. Banton played... What, 23 minutes? They had an eight-man rotation. And your rookie point guard, you mean to tell me that he plays the least out of everyone? Look at that. Like, does that make any sense to anyone? I, I was just, like, looking at those minutes for Banton. I'm like, what are we doing here? I was expecting 35 to 40 minutes from Banton, and he plays 23. I know the game was a blowout, but again... He's your rookie point guard. You should be, he should be playing the most out of anyone. So that didn't make a ton of sense against Fee. Uh, Boucher lost some minutes due to blowout. But again, the reason I was high on the Toronto guys is eight-man rotation. I actually originally had Luca Garza here. I had Garza and Lavert, but we didn't, or we did get uh, that uh, Sabonis was playing, so it wasn't as high on Lavert. So I pivoted down to Derek White, and I was just like, you know what, I'll just leave, or I actually spent up from, once I pivoted down to White, I, I was thinking about leaving like $2,000 on the table, but I went up to Hernan Gomez. I think him and Luca Garza finished with a similar amount of points. Garza was about $2,000 cheaper. Dinwiddie uh, was on pace for a pretty solid game. That game was a blowout. Kevin Love, blowout. Again, it was just the slate of the blowout. So I uh, hope you guys got into the cash. Let's take a look at uh, the... This is the Hall of Famer $2,000 entry. So you're going to see some, we'll go over some ownership here. Uh, Banton, 100% owned in high stakes. Chris Boucher, 100% owned in high stakes. Nikola Jokic, 100% owned in high stakes. Sfi was 20%. Watanabe, 30%. Diallo, 40% ownership. Sadiq Bey, 50%. Derek White, 70%. He played 15, like what? I know the game was a blowout, but how does he not play more than that? Um, Hernan Gomez, 90% owned. So yeah, it's going to be a pretty low scoring slate because of all these blowouts tonight. But um, again, hope you guys had a great night and uh, let's talk about the seven game slate. Oh, real quick. And if you guys do enjoy, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe and hit the notification bell. Appreciate all the new viewers. Let's try to aim for 100 likes on this video. So let's start off on the Houston side. A couple of pieces of news to keep an eye on Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. They're both questionable. 
If they're both in, it's definitely going to take these guards out of play for me. Uh, the guards um, on the Houston side, the value out of play for me. Um, if they're both out, then, you know, guys like Eric Gordon and Armani Brooks become uh, potential, you know, value options. Armani Brooks prices way down to 4.4, but those two would become playable. Like Josh Christopher has been getting some decent minutes. Um, he would be a viable contrarian option as well. But if, if Green and Porter are both in, then I'm probably just going to stay away from these Houston guards. And we have to see if either of those guys would be on a limit. Uh, Christian Wood, so I do like the spot here for him against Charlotte. The only thing I do not like is the minutes. Now, sure, they've been involved in some blowouts, but even competitive games. Right now, he's only playing like 30 to 31 minutes a game. That's not going to get it done, right? Earlier in the season, he was playing 37, 38 minutes. So the minutes are down in him, but the matchup is fantastic. So kind of neutralizes him to make a, a decent option, but definitely not a must play. On the Charlotte side, so LaMelo Ball, 9.5K. Um, did only play 25 minutes, but they rode with a lot of the bench uh, that, that made a run. Um, so I think in a normal game, a competitive game, LaMelo probably plays low to mid-30s minutes, which at this price point in this matchup, I think he makes for a good option with Bridges out, with Martin out, with Peter Washington out. So they're relatively thin. The two wings in Hayward and Oubre both look like decent options. Uh, maybe a small lean for me to Ubre over Hayward, but uh, both these guys should get pretty solid minutes with Bridges and Washington out and Cody Martin out. And then Terry Rozier is only $6,000. He did play 35 minutes. Um, he has a little bit of a lower floor, but he has a pretty high ceiling. So I think the main four guys here for Charlotte look pretty good. Um, other than that, uh, Plumlee's at 4K. I think we get low 20s minutes from him, which makes him a fair value play. You're probably going to see some minutes from uh, some decent minutes from Jalen McDaniels, who's played 27, 26, and 28 minutes the last three games. I think he's a pretty good value play. Um, I'm thinking we get similar minutes, especially with Bridges out. So that's kind of where I'm at right now for Charlotte. Moving on to Chicago and Atlanta. So uh, Lonzo Ball entered the health and safety protocols today. Uh, so he got ruled out. Um, the big three in Levine, DeRozan, and Vucevic all still are relatively expensive. So neither or there's none of those three are going to be must plays, but they're guys that the game says competitive do have upside in in Levine, DeRozan, and Vooch. Uh, Kobe White started the game um, for uh, Lonzo Ball. I want to see how many minutes he ends up with. He started pretty slow, uh, but if he uh, starts again and is only 4.1k, I do think he makes for a decent value option. Probably wouldn't get to the likes of like Desumo, Green, Troy Brown. Um, there's probably going to be better value that opens up there. Moving on to Atlanta. So Atlanta looks like they're going to be pretty thin once again. No Trey, no Collins, no Herter, no Gallinari, no Hunter, no Johnson, no TLC, no Kongu, no Lou Williams, no Cooper, no Hill, no Mundo. There's a lot of guys out. So um, you have the two bigs uh, and John Collins out as well. Um, if I didn't mention that, I, I think I did. But yeah, so. Uh, they are even more shorthanded than they were uh, previous slate. A uh, Capella at 8.3K with no John Collins in a, against a big front court in uh, Chicago. He might have to play all the mids he can handle. Like we might see 35 plus minutes from from Clint Capella. So I think he makes for a good tournament play. But yeah, with no Collins now. You're gonna have like Reddish, Delon Wright, and Bogdanovich leading this offense. I like all three a good amount. Bogdanovich was a little bit disappointing on Christmas, but he also shot two of 12. He played 36 minutes. Delon Wright, to no surprise, I played him here. Didn't do a ton. Played him here. Was a letdown. Finally faded. 8 of 13. Three steals and a block and an absolute smash. So, uh, was was pretty tilted about that. And then, yeah, Cam Reddish should play big, big minutes as well. So, those three guys, I think, look pretty good here uh, for their price points. If the game is competitive, I'm expecting mid-30s minutes from all three of those guys. 
As far as the rest of Atlanta goes, I'm curious to see who they end up starting, right? Because last game, it was Kapala Collins, Radish, right, Badanovic. So, like, who starts for John Collins here, right? Do they go small and maybe throw Skylar Mays uh, into the starting lineup? I don't think they would start Gorgie Jane and Clint Kapala together. Um, like, maybe Lance Stevenson starts? I don't know. So, again, we'll keep an eye on the starting lineup there for Atlanta. But um, definitely a team that's shorthanded and definitely a team I'm interested in. Boston and Minnesota. So Boston's a team that's getting pretty healthy. Of Al Horford back. We have Schroeder um, is out. He's in the health and safety protocols. And Josh Richardson, I believe, is still in the health and safety protocols as well. So those two will be out as well as uh, NS Freedom. Um, so Tatum, Brown at 10.49.3 care respectively. It is a really good matchup here. Uh, but they're more contrarian spend-ups for me. Um, so, yeah, they're viable, but uh, no, no standout options there. Um, Robert Williams is a guy I was all over once we got news that Al Horford is out, but now we have Horford coming back, so that should definitely limit the minutes of a guy like Robert Williams, plus his price is up, so neither big uh, really stands out to me. I think Marcus Smart at 6'1 is a fine option. Like He's going to play big minutes, um, but doesn't really stand out. The guy that I'm intrigued by here is Peyton Pritchard. Now, I do think the ownership's going to be up. He was someone I was very high on. Um, in the Christmas slate, he came in a, a very low ownership and absolutely smashed 30 minutes, went for 35 fancy points. Um, I'm thinking we get, you know, low to mid 20s minutes off the bench, maybe a little bit more if he plays well. So I think he's a decent value play. Um, he's been productive when he's been on the court. All right, on the Minnesota side, so Minnesota pretty thin here. No Cat, no D'Lo. I believe Ant-Man is still out as well. No Vanderbilt. Pat Beverly is questionable uh, due to conditioning. He is uh, removed from the health and safety protocol. So Minnesota team is super shorthanded. This game definitely has some blowout risk. But we'll start with Malik Beasley. So assuming uh, everyone that is questionable or you know is in the protocols is still out. Um, again, I think Ant-Man is still in the protocols as well. So Malik Beasley at 6'2 is going to lead this offense. He's probably going to play... 40-ish minutes. So I think he looks good even at 6.2K. You have Pat Beverly again. If he ends up playing, I think is a good option, um, assuming no limitations. Nas Reed also just uh, got put in the health and safety protocol, so he is out. So I'm guessing that Nathan Knight starts at 3.3K. If you guys played Summer League, one of the Summer League goats or, you know, a guy that, you know, we used a lot. Um, the Summer League team was, it was him, it was McDaniels, and it was Jalen Noel uh, that kind of dominated the usage there. And Nathan Knight's a good point for a minute guy. You know, he's out of the bench for Atlanta last year. When he got minutes, he was productive. So, like, they just don't have any other options, right? They have no other bigs. So, um, assuming Nathan Knight starts, I think he makes for a really, really good value. You have Noel that probably plays more, especially if Pat Beverly can't go. I think he looks like a decent option. McDaniels, if he can stay out of foul trouble, probably plays 40 minutes. The only concern is he is very prone to foul trouble. Now his price is way up. Um, and even these like end of the bench guys, I think you got to have some consideration for like like a Jake Lehman at 3A, I think becomes in consider. He played 36 minutes last game. Uh, McLaughlin might get a little more run if Pat Beverly's out. So, yeah, this team is is extremely shorthanded. So we'll keep an eye on news for Pat Beverly. Keep an eye if anyone else uh, gets removed from the health and safety protocols. But, yeah, and I'm also curious to see who they end up starting. But definitely a team like Atlanta where I think we can get some value. Moving on to Utah and San Antonio. So big news, Donovan Mitchell's going to be out for a couple weeks. Um with a lower back strain. So that's that's pretty significant. It's going to make Mike Conley a really solid player in the mid-range. His minutes probably don't go up a ton. I think he plays 30 or 32 minutes, but his usage should go way up. And you have guys like uh, Jordan Clarkson, who is uh, going to get a little bit more run and looks better 
at 5.3K. You have, you know, the secondary options and guys like Royce O'Neal, Joe Ingles, Rudy Gay all look pretty good too. You know, all three of these guys should get a little bit more run with Mitchell out and more usage. So Utah is a team, again, normally really fully healthy. I don't have much interest. But now that Donovan Mitchell's out, they're a team I'm definitely, uh, you know, putting a lot of consideration into. So Conley, Clarkson, the value options all look pretty good. But Donovan's role doesn't change much. He's still a guy that's going to, you know, stand around the three-point line and shoot threes. Uh, but he's always playable. And Gobert at 9-1 feels a little bit pricey. So, yeah, that's our map for Utah, guys. I think a team I am uh, I definitely do like with Mitchell out. Moving on to the Spurs. So, uh, assuming Derek White doesn't play like 10 minutes tomorrow and this game can stay competitive, I think he's a really good play because uh, with DeJounte Murray out, his usage goes way up. So, I do really like DeJounte Murray, even though Utah is you know known for having a tougher defense. I still think Derek White can have a solid game here. Pirtle at 6-4 against Gobert. It's like, meh. Does not stand out to me. Keldon Johnson uh, with DeJounte Murray out does get a little bit of a bump as well. So I think he looks pretty good in the mid-range. The value for the Spurs and guys like Lonnie and Keita Bates-Diop, McDermott, Vassell, they're all playable for tournaments. You had Trey Jones play a lot more, but that was possibly due to the blowout. Um, I ju- I'm just going to tell like, I just don't, I do not trust Greg Popovich. So, like, whatever you think is the smart thing to do, he's going to do the opposite. So um, outside of, like, Derek White and maybe Keldon Johnson, these guys are all just tournament plays for me because, um, you know, what he'll probably do is just end up dusting off someone on the end of the bench, and the guy that you think will get more minutes ends up playing less somehow. That's always how it works for the Spurs. Moving on to Memphis and Phoenix. So, uh, no Dylan Brooks, no DeAnthony Melton. I think John Moran, 8.8K, makes her a pretty good option. The game was a blowout tonight. Um, but he's going to play most likely mid-30s minutes. So I do like Ja at that price. I don't think he'll be super popular. Triple J, always in play for tournaments. Again, prone to foul trouble. Desmond Bain's been really consistent this year. He had a solid game tonight. Um, he's probably going to be one of their top options in offense outside of John Morant. So I think he's a fine secondary play for me. Um, it's a bigger front court for Phoenix. So maybe Steven, this is a game where Steven Adams plays closer to that 30-minute mark. So I think he's a decent GBP play. But the minutes are never secure for him. Um, they started Conchar. And assuming he starts again, I think he makes for a really solid value. Uh, so keep an eye on that starting lineup. Also, I think uh, slow-mo Kyle Anderson gets more run at 4.8K with no Melton, no Brooks. So... Um, yeah, Memphis is a team I do like, and we'll monitor the starting lineup. But um, yeah, without Brooks and Melton, that's that's a good amount of minutes to go around. Moving on to Phoenix. So Devin Booker was a huge disappointment on Christmas. 5 of 19 shooting. Uh, now the price has dropped $600. So I do like Booker a decent amount here for tournaments. The floor is low on him, but the ceiling is high. So a good tournament play, whereas Chris Paul, the ceiling may not be as high, uh, but a little bit of a higher floor. Um, so Chris Paul made more of your cash play Booker, your tournament option. DeAndre Aiden at 7-7 should play low 30s minutes. Uh, the price point, though, does not really stand out to me. And then the secondary options here, you know, some of these guys are still kind of priced up. Uh, Cam Johnson's 4-6. I do expect with Jay Crowder to be out, I would think Cam Johnson starts. So he's the guy that... Um, if he does start, I think it makes for a decent value. And then if he ends up starting, then they're going to be a little bit thinner. So like maybe campaign, maybe they run more three guard sets a little bit more. So then campaign becomes uh, viable as well. I don't think I would get to guy like Shamit, even though I do think he gets more run. He's just really not a good point per minute guy. So we'll monitor their starting lineup, but I would think Cam Johnson starts. If he does start, I think he makes for a safe value because I would expect 30 plus minutes from him. All right, Dallas and Portland. So 
Dallas still pretty short-handed here. No Luka, no Hardaway, no Kleba, no Bullock, no Trey Burke, no Cauley-Stein, uh, no McLaughlin, no Green, no Morier. So uh, we'll start with Porzingis and Brunson, who are both in a really good spot here. I'm expecting, you know, mid-30s mitts for both. I'm pretty high in both these Dallas guys here. Like, I love the spot against Portland. And these guys are just playing huge, huge mitts right now. So both Brunson and Porzingis, I like a good amount here. Dorian Finney-Smith is back, so that's kind of going to take the secondary options out of play for me um, on the Dallas side. So, yeah, guys like Sterling Brown, Neil Aquina, with DFS back, these guys should see less minutes. So they're not completely out of play, but they're much, much riskier options with Dorian Finney-Smith back in this rotation. Um, you know, Dwight Powell is going to start and probably play low 20s minutes. I think he's a fair value play. Uh, Chris, you know, was looking like he's out of the rotation. Um, I'm not sure what Dorian Finney-Smith back if he ends up playing here. So um, I don't think I touch anyone else on the Dallas side. Moving on to Portland. So the big news is, again, so it's no CJ still, no uh, Dennis Smith Jr., no Covington, no Macklemore, no Cody Zeller, no Watford. And we have Damian Lillard questionable due to personal reasons. So um, this is huge, huge news. If Damian Lillard plays, I like him as a spend-up. If he misses... Um, Anthony Simons most likely starts to the point and become a great, great value. And then it'll be a usage bump to the rest of these starters and guys like Nurkic, my boy, Norman Powell probably shoots the ball 30 plus times. Uh, you know, Larry Nance has to play a little more. Nasir Little looks good either way at 4.2K. So I'll start with Nurkic, 6'9". Um, would look decent even if Lillard plays, but would look a little bit better if Lillard is out just because the offense would have to run through uh, Nurkic more. So, um, yeah, always like Nurkic for tournaments. The only issue with him is foul risk right now. Norman Powell, again, he's just playing huge mets. I expect 40-plus mets from Norman Powell. The only downside with him is the price is up a bit. Larry Nance, without Covington, probably plays 30-plus mets. He's a guy that can, can contribute in a lot of different ways and will play uh, small ball five when Nurkic is not on the court. And yeah, not Last year, a little 4-2. I think it looks really good. 35, 30, and 36 minutes the last three games. Another guy that can contribute in a lot of different ways. So I like little good amount there for value. Um, and then that's probably it for me. Like Tony Snell will get some minutes, but I'm just I'm just not playing Tony Snell, guys. All right, final game here. Brooklyn and the Clippers. So still no Kevin Durant. Again, my whole entire best ball team is in the health and safety protocols. Uh, so frustrating, but yeah, no Kyrie. So James Harden, once again, I think looks really good. He's my favorite spend up by far on the Christmas slate. He is once again, my favorite spend up on the slate. He's going to play about 40 minutes and he's just going to, you know, have super, super high usage with those two off the court. So Harden looks great there at the top. Patty Mills had a, an amazing game on Christmas one for 53 fans points. Now it's kind of an outlier, but he's going to be the number two on offense when Katie and Kyrie are out. Claxton at 4-9 did start, did play 32 minutes. That's good to see. So I think he's a decent value, assuming we get similar minutes. The only downside there is potential for foul trouble. Blake Griffin is basically out of the rotation. Bruce Brown started. He played 37 minutes. I like Bruce Brown, assuming he starts again, because I think the minutes are pretty secure there. Bembry at 4-2 started, played 27 minutes. I think he's a fair value. And then I'll mention James Johnson off the bench, who should play, you know, mid-20s minutes. He's a guy that can do it in a lot of different ways. I think he's another decent value play. And finally, the LA Clippers. So no Paul George, no Kawhi, no Reggie Jackson. The price point didn't really move in these guys. So, like, Bledsoe, Mann, and Kennard, I like all three quite a bit. That game recently just started. But these are three guys that are going to dominate the usage. Bledsoe going to play a lot. The point, I think he looks really good. Again, I'm curious to see how many minutes they play tonight. But these three all look good. Zubac, if we can say out of foul trouble, probably plays 25 to 30 minutes. I think he's a decent GBP play. But Toom started tonight. Again, I'm curious to see how many minutes he finishes with. But if he plays like 
35 minutes tonight. I would feel a lot better about Batum for this slate. And then Serge Ibaka will play the backup five with Hartenstein out. I think he's a decent value. And if something hard happens to Zubach and gets in some foul trouble, Ibaka would have to play a little bit more. So um, Clippers are definitely a team I'm interested in. I'll mention Boston, too. I think he probably plays mid-20s minutes off the bench. So uh, a lot to like here for the Clippers. Very, very shorthanded team. And it's a good matchup here against Brooklyn. So, yeah, guys, that is going to do it for the video today. If you have been enjoying this free content, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Would greatly, greatly appreciate that, guys. Thanks again. Have a great night, and I'll see you all uh, tomorrow. I'll be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow, so I'll see you guys all then.